Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking out episode 123 of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Our guest for this episode is stand-up comedian Billy Presida, who hosts a show called The Man Whore Podcast. Uh, with a name like that, listener, I got to make a little disclaimer right at the top of the show. This isn't one of our usual, typical Jock and Nerd shows, because we talk a lot about sex. A lot. Uh, we have a pretty open and explicit conversation with Billy about sex parties, orgies, polyamory, lots of fun stuff. Uh, if you're a new listener, we're usually not this X-rated. But look, after 122 episodes, sometimes you just got to let your freak flag fly. Know what I mean? Let's make with this sexy time. Very nice. Yes, Gimesh. It's the Jockey Nerd Podcast with your hosts... Anthony and Imran. Jockin' Nerd! What's up, friend? This is the Jockin' Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. Uh, thanks for joining the show. Look, we have another great guest joining us for this show, gang, is Billy Prasita. Billy is a stand-up comedian in New York City, a big movie buff, and he hosts this awesome show called The Man Whore Podcast, where uh, every episode, every week, he talks to women he's hooked up with in the past <laughs> about like sex, dating, sexuality, love, and why they didn't work out. It's a great show. Billy, what's up? Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. You, uh, you, so both you and Anthony, uh, look, I appreciate it. It's early, uh, Saturday. Yeah. You both was, had some rough 30, nights. 40 minutes late for this. Yeah. I'm Anthony. Sorry. So Anthony, like typical jock fucking millennial douche that he is 40 minutes late, but it's okay because you and Billy both had a rough night. Let's start. I didn't have a rough night. I had a great night. I don't know what you were saying. Rough. <laughs> All right, Billy, real quick. Where were you last night? When'd you get uh, back in? Uh, my girlfriend and I got home from a sex party around like four 30 in the morning. So <laughs> oh, I'm, shit. I'm very tired. Ooh, that look right there! I got so many questions, Anthony. Yeah, where were you at? Yeah, last night. I mean, he, he's already like stealing. Can he my beat that? Thunder. No, I yes, can't. Yes, this that. is why I knew I was gonna like Billy. I can't beat that. No, I was at a wedding just with an open bar, and here's the here's the problem at, at this wedding. At like midnight, when the open bar closes, for whatever reason, I take an Adderall, and it kept me up the entire night. So I was just. Was it? Isn't that? Does that supposed to help you sleep? It's a stimulant. Oh, it's a it helps you focus. Well, no, it's more. I mean, it helps people that it's supposed to that have ADD focus. For a person that doesn't have ADD, it's yeah. just a fucking stimulant. Well, what did you think was going to happen? Well, I knew what was. I was. I knew <laughs> the intent. I was. Just, I was just doing it. I don't know. So, so I'm sorry. I was look, late. listener, we got a straight up uh, challenge guy for the jock, which is why I'm very excited <laughs> in terms of jock things. But Billy, man, thanks for joining us. Uh, before we get to, we're gonna do some news. Are we? Are, are we just gonna like? Skip the sex orgy thing, the orgy that he was. No, no, we'll get back to the right. sex orgy. Look, for the if you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. This is what we're gonna do. We got a little bit of news. Billy's gonna hang out with us. Then we're gonna talk to Billy about uh, being a movie buff and the state of the movie industry and about sex parties. Believe me, we will get to the sex parties. All but the nerds want to talk about before. The sex we might actually be teaching our nerds a thing or two yeah. about a thing or two before we start all that. Billy, I want you to uh, take a minute and tell our listener. Uh, what the Man Whore Podcast is about. Well, you, you summed it up pretty nicely before. Just I talked Sorry. to... You know, it's all right. No, you nailed it, dude. Uh, back in April 2014, I started talking to women I hooked up with every week about sex and dating. And um, it's since evolved that like I, uh, you know, now I also include special guest um, sex educators and porn stars and sex workers, queer performers, sex experts, and uh, other stand-up comedians. So I've had on like... Um, RuPaul's Drag Race winner, Bianca Del Rio. I've had on porn stars like Sarah J and Nina Hartley. Uh, I've had on burlesque dancers. I had a gay rapper. I had a guy who, he's a straight male escort. He gets paid to fuck women. It's like my dream job. Wow, that really um, is a dream job. I like how you throw, like, you, you're like, I talked to porn stars. I talked to a, guy, a male escort. I talked to a gay rapper. Wait, what doesn't belong here? A gay rapper? <laughs> well, what the a gay heck? rapper totally uh, belongs. He's totally uh, under the, pur the purview of my show. Okay. Yeah. Because we talked about, you know, I mean, the dude's got sick rhymes. But instead of like rhyming about like smashing pussies, rhyming about sucking dick. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got like, you. There the you go. With the same veracity. There you uh, go. Veracity, whatever the word is. There's yeah, a, he's, yeah. His name is Big Dipper. Big uh, Dipper. <laughs> he's a big. 
He's this big bear of a dude. He's great. I think he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, check him out on the places. Uh, yeah. And, and, and so for him, like we talked a lot about how, you know, being a big fan of 90s rap growing up and then, but that's like also like the height of homophobic rap. Yeah. yeah. Being a gay kid, loving rap music that is talking so bad, poorly about you and people like you. That's uh, it's very interesting. And then the, how like rap is evolving and how like, you know, five years from now, we're going to have kids in the, in the suburbs bumping down the street and the, their dad's BMW just going like, got that dick in the palm of my hand. They're going to turn his buddy and go like, hey, so are we going to get pussy later? Like that's just – It's just going to be normal. Yeah. For decades, yeah. gay men have had to listen to rap yeah. about pussy and just quote those lyrics. So no, God damn it! now we got songs about uh, man-on-man boy love. Yeah, That's awesome. Amazing. Wow, that sounds really interesting. I have actually heard – this uh, there's like a hardcore lesbian rapper too, but she's not very good. Like this guy, your guy sounds like a legit, like he's good. Uh, this other girl I'm thinking of, I can't think of her name, but man, I'll tell you, I listened to some of your episodes and uh, it, it's great. You have a lot of great guests, a lot of great information, and it's like educational too. You really learn, you get a lot of insight uh, from uh, women and just different types of sexual. Uh, di- uh, what is it? I don't know. What Cho- is it? Choices or okay. likes, interests. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about box office and uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, despite you know being a big dumb movie, still making big dumb money. It remains number one for a third week. And boy, Ben Hur didn't even well, fucking get a to chance. To be fair, Jesus. it's been up against like there's no yes. competition. No, it hasn't. Since that, it came out. Yes. I mean, War Dogs is the closest. Uh, Sausage Party was probably the best chance of it being knocked off last weekend. And it wasn't that far off. I think it was like $8 million off. So it's like, you know, it, that was close. And then, But everything else has been like, our, you know, R-rated comedies are what came out the last couple weekends. So what do you really expect? Look, fucking, here's what I have an issue with, with Suicide Squad is that, you know, um, Critics said this is a bad movie. Yeah. Then people saw it on like, Thursday and Friday, and they were all tweeting, "This is a bad movie." <laughs> and then it's, so, despite bad reviews, terrible word of mouth, and a confusing trailer, yeah. you know, it still did a hundred. It still broke a box office record. So, like, we deserve Trump. That's what we deserve. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I see your point there because Jurassic World. I had the same issue with big dumb movie. Well, the, the, the only thing about Jurassic money. World is it actually got pretty decent reviews. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, what I'm saying, it's it's not, it's one thing when like a bad movie That's like true. turns out to be bad, maybe mixed reviews. But like everyone said, like, this is not good. Don't do this. With Trump, we go like, this is not good. (laughs) Don't do this. He's going to fucking win. It's a confusing trailer. And like, why is there some random silent chick in a bathtub in Donald Trump's campaign ad? But no, we still might elect him. And maybe we deserve that. (laughs) That's a good point. The Suicide Squad is a lot like Donald Trump. Look, this movie has earned 262.2 million domestically. And that is already more than Amazing Spider-Man and Captain America, the Winter Soldier, domestic totals. So, goddamn, but yeah, it, it's sending a signal that, like, yeah, you can make big, dumb, nonsensical movies and uh, just put uh, some ass in it, and people are going to come see Alisa it. Was, Alisa was better than Batman versus Superman. Was it? I haven't seen, I saw Batman versus Superman, and I was just like, this is really loud. And, <laughs> and I haven't thought that since I saw Interstellar. And then, you know, I didn't even bother with Suicide Squad. I'm going to watch Suicide Squad, but, like, on a Netflix or something, or on HBO Go, because I don't want to contribute. Or, like, in its sixth weekend of release. I have Movie Pass, so, like, um, not to, like, plug them, because I'm mad that they raised their prices, but um, Movie Pass, I pay $45 a month uh, to see as many movies as I want in theaters every month. So it doesn't really cost me to see Suicide Squad. So I might see it when it doesn't matter anymore. But uh, man, was I pissed that people did this. <laughs> also, on your you know, on your box office thing, like it's hardly a comparison though, because like yeah. look at the drop offs. Yeah. This thing had no fucking legs. Sixty seven percent after the first weekend. That's fucking horrendous. What's a bad? Um, what's a bad? Like, over, is it over sixty seven percent? Is really no, but bad. what's what's the metric? Like, is it over sixty? Is a bad one? Like a bad for a, for a blockbuster yeah. movie like this for a tentpole in August. Yeah, um, even like early August. You yeah, know, late August, August is a little different, but. Early August, you know, no, no, it's it's just it's the summer. You know, you can still make big bucks. Um, yeah, for a temple like this, like f- over fifty-two percent, 
If, over 55% or higher is not a good fucking – that's a bad drop-off, man, weekend mm-hmm. to weekend for your from the first to second weekend. And uh, if you compare it – I know it's like made more money than Guardians did on opening weekend, but look at their legs. Because like, that's the movie people compare it to. They compare it to Batman vs. Superman and they compare it to Guardians because Guardians also came out the same weekend uh, two years ago. And yep. it was also a like an obscure comic book group yep. with some big stars in it. And, you know, yeah, Guardians opened as a surprise hit, uh, and and Suicide Squad, Squad made more than an open weekend, but, like, uh, Guardians had better legs. Like, Guardians dropped off, like, 55%, but then it was, like, you look at their weekends, then it drops, 40, it drops 30%. Wow, there you go. It's a it way better move. 30%, 20%. Like, you don't drop – you always drop about anywhere from 45 to 55% each weekend – um, you don't drop 20% unless you're like my, my big fat Greek wedding and you have legs like that go on for days. Suicide Squad, you know, fucking 67, uh, over 50% this weekend. It's just like not good. It made 20 – look, dude, think of it this way. It made $133 million right. the first weekend yep. and then the third weekend made 20. <laughs> that's uh, that's called no legs at all. And I think it may uh – I think you're gonna like this movie, Billy. <laughs> it's, no, it's listen, not. It's, it's fun if you go in with uh, low no, expectations. No, it, it's it's not good. It, it, the only thing is, is it's better than Batman vs Superman because Batman vs Superman set the bar so low oh that D, that DC can just jump over that, and it's it's okay. <laughs> I don't think it's, anything, and there's nothing. Is not good. There's nothing really. I mean, we've already talked. There's about nothing it. really coming out too. There's just the Sully. Well, nothing co- like August, end of August. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to Sully. Yeah. Well, yeah. End of August, early September is kind of a dumping ground uh, for movies. If you think about it, yeah. no, it's terrible. Yeah, it's, and it's and then, I mean the next Marvel tried to they did that Thor in like November, so like they've been trying with November releases to make that a little thing. But then the next big thing it's is been like kind of a Christmas. shitty summer for movies. All, no, all no, around. they got what are you talking about? We got we got Doctor Strange coming out. Yeah, yeah. November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been experimenting with the November releases, trying to make that a thing. I'm looking forward to Sully. Uh, I was just looking at the upcoming release. I'm looking forward to Snowden. I'm curious what Snowden's going to be. Magnificent Seven. There's some good stuff coming out. Yeah, there's still some quality. I'm looking forward to uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War because we found out that uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy confirmed by Vin Diesel, who we know he's a reliable source, uh, he said that they're going to be in Avengers Infinity War. Uh, They... uh, they said the Russos kind of clarified. They said they wanted the movie to be very different and distinctive. There's certainly a cross pollination between characters and story arcs, but you know, the first movie is very clearly Avengers infinity war and we don't know what the second one is. So, uh, there's going to be uh, shitloads of superheroes leading to this movie. Billy, do you think we're reaching like a uh, superhero bubble fatigue burst with these movies in the Marvel universe? Nope. Okay. They're just, they're crushing it. It's insane. They're like, uh, they're like the bulls. They're like Jordan's Bulls, like the Bulls of the nineties. Im- that that goes over that Billy. You can't use sports no. references. That goes over Imran. I don't know that one. Do you know who Michael guy, Jordan is? I, I happened in the town I lived in. I oh. was paying attention. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I uh, no. I don't think so with, with Marvel because Marvel's just doing such a great job. Whereas in uh, DC, fuck, stop making movies. Well, and I, uh, I think <laughs> Sony, stop making movies. Everyone who's not Marvel, stop making movies. I think that's the other reason for Suicide Squad being kind of successful is we just want one of these movies from DC Warner Brothers to be good. And this was like the least crappy of their fucking movies so far that you could have fun with that wasn't just, you know, so dark what, and downtrodden. Yeah. I mean, they've only done three. They've films only done three. It's gonna take of know, their in their universe. Yeah, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta ramp up to it. I found this interesting article I wanted to discuss with you guys from Collider. Uh, it deals with the question: Does Hollywood need to stop listening to the internet and listen to their talent instead? Which, of course, you're like, yeah, no shit. But what was interesting was uh, they mentioned ten years ago. This movie, Snakes on a Plane. Uh, everyone knows fucking motherfucking Snakes on a Motherfucking Plane. It came out, but it, it wasn't... Initially, it wasn't the movie that we got. They, The internet caught on to this fact that uh, Sam Jackson was doing this movie called Snakes on a Plane. In fact, it wasn't even called that. It was called something else, like Passenger 241. He, in an interview, just offhandedly goes, yeah, I'm doing some Snakes on a Plane movie, to which point uh, there's a fan-made trailer that actually came up with the famous line, 
Get these motherfucking snakes off a motherfucking plate. That's the only time the internet was right when they had an opinion. Isn't that crazy? Going to movie. That line is the only thing reason to watch the movie. Yes, and the irony is <laughs> Sam Jackson the whole time going into this, he said this needs to be an R-rated, violent, campy adult movie. This is what I will go see. You guys aren't pushing this far enough, and they ignored him. But it, they- is, but it was an R-rated movie. It, was at, it already? It, at, yeah, it's already No, at the end it was. And the reason it was is once they saw the internet kind of confirm what Sam Jackson was thinking, they went and they cut, uh, they reshot scenes adding nudity, drug use, and a snake bite to an exposed titty during a bathroom sex scene to push it R-rated. The only problem was the violence was still fucking PG-13 tame shitty violence because you can't reshoot that shit uh, and cha- so it'll change the tone of the movie so it was R-rated but it still kind of like it, it fell flat but it's iconic for the line for, for them listening to the internet uh, but should they listen to the internet that's the one case it's good nowadays uh, I don't think it's such a good idea what are your thoughts on this uh, Billy uh, yeah listen to your fucking talent we're better than the average person it's just that simple. Like the internet doesn't know what it wants. They think like I want this thing, but then they don't understand like how to actually make it. It's like a fucking child. They're like, I want, I want a bed made out of ice cream. They're like, <laughs> you don't really want, like you think you want a bed made out of ice cream, but you don't understand like how to make a bed out of ice cream work in the uh, environment of a home or or hey, you're gonna have to shower a lot if you're covered in ice cream all the time. They're like, no, I want a bed covered in ice cream. And you're just like, I promise, you really don't want. And then you finally give them a bed of ice cream, and then they go like, oh, I'm all sticky from the ice cream. This sucks. This is bullshit. <laughs> like, well, you fucking cunt of a kid. That's what you get. Here's the thing. It's like when um when the when yeah. the when fans when the internet is confirming what the talent is saying. Yeah. Yes, that's that should just act as reinforcement. But the lack of internet te- uh, backing up the talent, you know, shouldn't stop them from listening to the talent. For a great example would be Deadpool when they're like toying with PG-13 versus an R, yeah. you know, when the internet was like, "Yeah, this is an R movie." Um, I don't know if that had any influence, but you know, that was a good move. It was a PG-13 movie. It would have been like another Wolverine fiasco. Fuck this movie shit. Billy hosts this awesome show, Anthony, called the Man Horror Podcast, and I've heard some some of the episodes, some crazy stories. Uh, Billy, you had you told us a little bit about what it's about. Uh, there's a story that I'm very interested in. Something about blindfolded sex stranger. Uh, it sounded very dangerous. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I've done that a couple times. Very fun. How do you, uh, what? Wait, a couple times? Like, how do you set this how up? How do you set this up? What is it? What? I, I, I ask. Craigslist? Or do you know, like, you know people? I mean, I've done stuff through Craigslist. The, the blindfolded, the blindfolded stranger play, uh, I've not done through Craigslist. Uh, those were, one was through Reddit and one was a one that <laughs> I Reddit? Yeah, Reddit's great. I've used Reddit a lot. Um. What's the, what's the sub form? Let's see. Well, there's a few that I've used, but I mean, the ones that are I talk about often are Random Acts of Blowjob and Random Acts of Muff Dive. Holy That's fuck. the actual subreddit. So how does this work? What does the Reddit ad uh, say? Um, I answered an ad for a Random Acts of Muff Dive, and, and we just, in talking back and forth, I pitched her a scenario, and she was down, uh, where she, the, the first one I did was, this was a, year, a few years ago. Actually, she was a recent episode. I think she was episode like one twenty two of my of my was show. Was that Andy? That's the one I yeah, heard. Yeah, that was Andy. Yes. That was Andy. Um, she came. I was living in Jersey temporarily at the time, and she came to the house and saw a note on the door. It said, um, "Come in, take this note down behind you." Uh, and then she did that, and she it said, "Go upstairs." She goes up the stairs. There's another note, a sign. It says, "You know, turn left." She takes that down. Um, there's a sign on my door. It reminds her of all the rules that we had pre-negotiated and all the, <laughs> like, well, I mean, that's important, especially yeah, yeah, when, yeah. You're, you know, you, know, you especially when you're blindfolded. Well, yeah, yeah, especially, yeah. you know, where we're dealing with consent stuff. So I was like, I was basically reminding her she has kind of blanket consent, uh, for, you know, these actions and, and whatnot and how she's in control and she, I'm not doing anything unless she tells me to or directs me to. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, there was a condom next to the, so she walks in and uh, Blink-182 is playing because she requested it, which is weird, but whatever turns you on. So you so and you had to compromise on that. 
That was probably the thing I compromised on. Yeah. Was like, fine, I will but, play. Blink but how do you get a hard on during Blink One Eighty Two? Like, are you like, what's my age again? Like, what are you, what are you playing right now? Uh, I mean, like, I was definitely flaccid when she entered the room. But I was very, <laughs> well, not because of that, just because you know, there's been no simulation. But like, I mean, I'm incredibly turned on. It's a very erotic scenario. Because so, what happened is yeah. when she walked in the door, she sees me on my bed, blindfolded, um, and I had that blindfold on probably for a good like anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. So I didn't know exactly when she was walking in the door. I knew what time we said, but, you know, I purposefully put it on a little early and, you know, maybe she ran a little late. I don't know. And, you know, you're sitting there in anticipation. You're waiting for it because you're like, ah, you know. And then I hear the door open. I'm like, okay, she's here. Cool. Uh, And then eventually I feel a hand on my thigh very lightly. And it's like going like up my thigh and then like up my body. And she leans in and she kisses me and, uh, she started off like she went down on me and then eventually we were fooling around and like um, I, you know, she had me eat her out and there was a condom ne- on the nightstand and I had a note that said if you choose to use this condom, you don't t- can't take the blindfold off of me today. So that was what I was going to say. I was like, if we're going to fuck, yeah. we're not going to see – like I'm not going to see you. Okay, okay. okay. And then, But eventually she's just like – I get, you know, I guess she got turned on so much she wanted to fuck. So like, you know, we – Put the condom on me. We went to town. We had some fun. Uh, we laid in bed and chit-chatted while I had a blindfold on. Uh, before she left, she gave me a, a farewell blowjob and uh, for, for round two. And she left. And then I heard the front door close. Then, I, Because my window is near the uh, driveway, I heard the car door close. And that's when I took the blindfold off. Oh, <laughs> shit. So you never saw her. The first you? time I saw her in person was when we did the podcast. And then he got so, her back. This on is the que- this is the question, Billy. When you saw her, was she hot? I wouldn't call her hot. You know, like she wouldn't have been someone I would have wanted to like fuck in a different scenario. But in that was a, she was cute enough that it was like that was this. It was more about like the scenario. The situation was right, right, right. hot. Not, yeah, yeah. It's not always just. Yeah, about, yeah. I mean, you you fucking blindfolded yourself. You didn't give a shit if she was hot or not. I mean, like I was aware of her body type, and I was aware of like I had like a vague sense of what she might look like, but I really didn't remember by the time we actually got to it because I I didn't really want to see her much. Um, I I asked for an ID photo with her face covered because I just wanted to like. I wanted to know she was of age. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> How do I imagine both parties at some point are probably thinking, uh, I could just, I could be killed right now. This could just be a murderer. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely opening myself up for a possibly uh, dangerous scenario, but so is she, um, especially there's definitely way more like documented violence of women getting assaulted on Craigslist than men getting assaulted on Craigslist. Not that either gender can't get, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm as a man, I'm not impervious to knife wounds and gunshots. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> you're a fucking man, bro. He's bulletproof. You're, you're not. But bulletproof. At the same time, like, hurt. I definitely have some privilege in that. Like, I definitely. Fear yeah, it's it white privilege. Less. <laughs> I would say it's more of like a. Uh, I would definitely say it's more of like a male thing in that. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm fucking yeah, with like, you, bro. White male privilege, yes. Well, because like uh, you know, I definitely took precautions. Like I sent inf- I sent my best friend Katie nah. uh, information anytime I do something kind of Craigslisty, because although like I'm generally not afraid because not a lot of like sexual violence comes my way often. <laughs> um, I do. I can still be smart, and I think that's still responsible. So she gets like a phone number, or she'll get an email address and a or an address. She'll get like any information I have. So in case like I go missing. She knows who to blame, and to so you're to you're class. you're dating right now. You're a girl. You have a girlfriend. I have a, I have a girlfriend now. That is so, a new development in my life. Oh, uh, that's new. So well, she, I haven't had a girlfriend since I was 19. So this, how old are you now? 27. This is oh, that's why sweet. I started the podcast. When I was 24, I started the podcast. Someone has locked down the man whore. Is that what I'm hearing? Kind of. I mean, but, I but they went to a sex, sex party, party last night. Yeah. So I mean, did you meet her through like crazy sex parties or some shit? Like how do you, how do you how do you find this girl that's into that? Uh, I started the show back when I was 24. I was very frustrating in the dating world in that uh, women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. And I'm like a hopeless romantic, so that was like a problem for me. Holy uh, shit. You're a hopeless romantic? Yeah, I'm very cutesy wootsy. I wow. cry during movies. I know how to knit, stuff like that. Um, I don't know why knitting has to do with it. But yeah, so it's I started female, the podcast because I was like, let's ask the women themselves, like, what's going on? Um and so I did that, but yes, I met my current girlfriend Paige at a sex party uh, back in December. I was walking; I just finished having sex with my friend, and in one room, and I was walking through 
to go upstairs and then I go through this next room and this girl just like kind of like pops out of nowhere with a big smile on her face. She's like, hi, I'm Paige. You're cute. <laughs> and that's your girlfriend? She's now my girlfriend. Yeah. So what kind of a open relationship you guys? I know on your show. Well, you, kind of. We, I mean, we already know about, they went to a sex party. Last well, he night. talks about polyamory a what, lot. What's polyamory? On his show. Polyamory is the idea that it's like having uh, multiple romantic relationships at once. It's kind of like uh, treating love like it's not a finite resource. Ah, got it. Uh, but if so you're a hopeless having, romantic, can you are, are you able to have like polyamory like that? Well, that's I mean, polyamory literally mean breaks down to means like many love. Right. So it's not about fucking a bunch of different people. It's right, about right. having romantic feelings for multiple people. Having said that, we do not like practice polyamory right now. Uh, when we negotiated the terms of our relationship about a month or so ago, you know what I asked for was I was like, I need to keep shit a little simpler right now. So I said, right now, I'd really rather us not pursue other romantic connections. Like, so not is, is this negotiation in a conference room? Like, how does is there happen? paperwork? Was there a notary? <laughs> uh, yes, I did have my legal counsel there. That's advice good. Me. <laughs> Uh, many many times uh, she said, you know, you should not say that. And I said against the advice of my legal counsel, many things. Um, I'm not said, taking the plea deal. I was like, no, you know what? I don't like you with bangs. Um, it's, <laughs> I don't think bangs look good. Non-negotiable. Um, even though it's not a good thing to say. It's, so, yeah, no, but no, you, I think it's important to negotiate terms in any relationship. It's Because uh, a relationship is whatever two or three or four or 12 people want that one relationship to be. I think you make your own rules. I think it's, and even if monogamy ends up being what you both want, I think that's great. I just like people to know that they have options. Like monogamy doesn't have to be your, you shouldn't choose it by default. You should choose it because it's what you want to do. So for us, you know, we're not doing room, like dating other people. Um, so in theory, one could emotionally cheat on the other. Sure. Um, yeah. But we do have an open, otherwise open relationship. So, like, you know, Ken, you know, last night, you know, she was, she's very into BDSM. So she was getting like spanked and flogged by a bunch of people. Um, I went I, down on this chick that I met uh, who apparently has been listening to the podcast. Uh, she wants to be on the show now. <laughs> uh, I saw her sucking some other dude's dick. I can't remember if she got fucked or not. Um, is, there ever, is there ever feelings of like jealousy, Billy? I don't get um, for you. I haven't. I haven't felt jealous with her uh, yet. No, because she's been following kind of the, the rules that. Oh yeah, you negotiated. Really, the terms. We negotiated. I know she's coming back to me. She's very sweet. She's very sweet on me. There's really no like um, with romantic jealousy. There's really no like question about how she feels about me. And then sexually, I'm like, yeah, it's all right. You know, if anything, I'll sometimes feel a little odd. But the the feeling is definitely not jealousy. Because she'll have just finished fucking the shit out of me. Um, she'll have just licked my asshole real good. Uh, <laughs> and so if she goes and blows some other dude, like, or gets eaten Bro, out you're by something, gross. I might, you know, I'm not going to feel jealous because I'm like, how can I feel jealous? She just, like, she just ate me. She just ate me out. Anthony, is that too kinky for you? Um, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't let. Have you ever I, gotten a rim job, man? No, oh is it my good? God, they're great. Oh, dude, it's the best. But it's you, you so have to have a clean fucking asshole. Oh yeah, that's kind of. Uh, you don't have to, but I. I do. know you don't have to, but like but that's I, fucking like, gross. Like last night, there was a dude getting like spanked by this uh, this girl I know who uh, he was, he had like a hairy as fuck asshole. There was like a bush <laughs> climbing out of the fucking thing. It looked like maybe more like you know hell was coming out of his asshole. Like there was just like you know in in. Um, Tentacles like coming out of hair, uh, and that's not that's a turn off. Like, I don't even want to feel hair yeah. on my own asshole. So like I actually always mine's always pretty well shaven, uh, especially if I know I'm going to a party or if I have a hot. Where, where do you find these parties? Uh, not get, that I'm interested in. Right now. Oh. Just gotta get the right invite, dude. Oh, you, it's like literally like invite only. Like you just know people that do these things. There are parties that are very open, kind of like open source. You know open Facebook invite type. Um, Some have strict, every party is different. Some have very strict applications. Some are like very, Hey, if you know about it, you're welcome to come. Um, Some people are like, it's private email. It's just like last night, last night there were actually like a lot of parties going on. Um, The sex party I normally go to called Hacienda. They had a private birthday party for someone. Uh, I was not invited because I don't know who the birthday person was. And you're not Hispanic. Has, has I, I know what you mean, but like it actually has nothing to do with <laughs> I'm it. Fucking, I'm literally fucking with you. I thought you said quinceanera. I thought you said quinceanera. I'm not mad. It just, yeah, it, it, 
Honestly, it has nothing to do with that. It's not like Hispanic themed. Um, <laughs> there was a there was a bondage party going on somewhere. There was a party called Countdown, which is like like open source. Like anyone who finds the invite can go. It's it's a it's a run by the House of Scorpio. Like you could Google it and just Damn. go. Damn. Um, we weren't going to go to that, but then her friends all decided to throw a little private shindig at this dude's apartment. So. That, and that's that has no admission costs, so you know we were like, let's just go to that. So it was just like a private party amongst like her friends. I have how a, many girls you you think you've you've slept with? Uh, I I know exactly how many. How many I've slept with? Um, that's a very personal question. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, more than ten. Yeah, of course, right? How many well, shows yeah. have you done? Well, so to qualify to do the show, it's um, it's make out with or more. Oh, okay. So that's at least 123. Oh, makeouts are, yeah, man. Makeouts <laughs> well, are easy. Easy as um, the, I think my number right now is 77. Oh, wow. You, it's, you, wow, you can't track. God damn. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, Good for you. Are you the, is, that like a, is that like a proud thing for you or is it like a matter yeah, of fact, whatever? I mean, because I don't, I don't like, I don't fuck everyone who says yes. Like, I'm not trying to like rack up numbers. I'm not like, I don't keep notches. Um, I have a list partially for practical purposes because I do have a podcast where I talk to those people. So yeah. it's good to remember who, uh, who I've put, whose, whose tongues I've touched. Um, you know. Oh, yeah. So not, the qualification to be on the podcast is make, or, make out or more. We're, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. But it's, it's a point of pride of like the – that they – want to have sex with me a second time I think. That's nice. That's cool. Yeah. Man, that means um, you were good in bed the first time, right? I, I I suppose so, or right. you know, maybe I brought good snacks. I'm not sure which, but you know. So when these girls, uh, when they make it back onto the show, like, is it does it tend to be awkward, or is there like a a theme you find that they all say the same similar kind of stuff? Um, it really just depends guest to guest. Um, again, around nowadays, about half of my guests are special guests, and the other half are like my past partners, but, um. You know, it's it kind of depends. Sometimes they're funny episodes. Sometimes they're awkward episodes. Sometimes they're sad episodes. You know, we've had episodes where we just talked about like the joys of anal fisting, and we've had episodes <laughs> where <laughs> the joys. Of, that was a great cookbook back in the day. The joys yeah. of I think uh, that was a. <laughs> Uh, we, you know, we had, as you, if you heard the Andy episode, then, you know, that we talked a lot about, um, rape culture and yeah. internet threats that, you know, women face every day. Yeah. Uh, we had one where a woman thought she started breaking down in tears as soon as I hit record. Cause she thought that she had raped me and, I, and it had been on her conscience for like two years. But she didn't uh, rape you. No, no. I clarified there that, that I definitely did consent, and then I shared with her a story of when my respect was uh, disrespected by a woman. So uh, to like show her the difference of like you know what was cool and what was not. Wow, cool. that, but that's, What's been the uh, your favorite episode ever? Oh God, that's always such a hard question because like when someone new is listening to the show, they're like, "Where should I start?" I'm like, right. oh, "I don't know." Um, it's it's almost like I can choose favorite episodes by like I guess. Decade of episodes. Um, recently, I thought the April Flores episode was awesome. I did an episode with um, the co-authors of this book called The Ethical Slut. Um, and they, they, these two old-ass women, one of them banged Wilt Chamberlain. Wow. She yeah. was one of the 20,000. Oh, yeah, holy shit. Right, right. Wow. I, had, I had no idea. Like, she's just talking. She's like, because uh, I was asking her what it was like being in New York City back in the um, I think she said the fifties. I forget Whoa. exactly when, what, you know, cause she's like in her early seventies now. So she's talking about it. And then she says, yeah, I was at this club uptown. And the first time I ever, she said the first time she ever picked up a man, she was at this club uptown and, uh, she was sitting with this man who like was started talking to her and they were flirting. And then eventually, you know, they decided to get out of there and go fuck somewhere. Uh, but as they were leaving, one of the waits that said, um, thank you, Mr. Chamberlain. And I was like, what? <laughs> you fucked the wilts? Like, whoa. That's like that was a, a great one. That's like a, uh, Elaine's story on Seinfeld where she met that old lady who fucked Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, <laughs> but, dude, Will Chamberlain, uh, the original man whore, kind of. Yeah. You know? I would um, like to hear that podcast. So, yeah. Some <laughs> other great ones was uh, we did one with this girl who I had a great first date with who then just ghosted me hardcore um maria and hers was uh about how like she a lot of it was about how she has herpes and how <laughs> dating with herpes 
Well, you know, because yeah. uh, and we yeah. go into like the st- how the stigma of herpes is actually worse than the virus itself. When yeah. we talked about like transmission rates, um, we talked about like her dating life since she, she then. can never you can never get rid of it, right? Herpes. Correct, but like also there's but, a like, good chance there three of there's three of us talking right now, so like we probably all two, at least two of us have herpes. You think so? Really? It ain't fucking me. Well, I'll tell you that much. Well, I'm asking you, seriously. Actually, have you ever had a cold sore? Now, uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's then, herpes. That, that's her, yeah, the herpes. Yeah, that, that oh. is the same, the same virus. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Just show you. It just depends where you where it got manifests. It. Yeah, just where you got it. Yeah, yeah, it's the same exact thing. So anywhere from like, you know, eighty. It was like maybe seventy-five to ninety percent, depending on the study. Um, of us have herpes, either HSV one or HSV two, um, and how it's not really a big deal. How like there are people who say they'd rather get chlamydia, which hurts way more than herpes. Um, but they'd rather get that because it's cured with a pill. I'm like, and herpes essentially is just a skin condition at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. We talked a lot about that. We talked, um, I had another great one with a, like a dating coach who she used to be like a pickup artist coach. And then she like grew a conscience. Um, there's just so many good episodes. It's hard to like kind of pick just one. You know, I, I'm scrolling through right now and it's, they're, they're particular to stand out. Episode 78 was this girl, Claire, who like I fell real hard for. I was just like, oh my God, this girl is everything I'm looking for in a potential girlfriend. But then just, you know, something happened where she's like, this is a bad time in my life. And like, it's just bad timing. And we discussed that. It's, yeah. It's all, so I, it's all important stuff to kind of talk about. Cause I feel like some, you know, you, your, your audience is going to be people who have thought these things and yeah. maybe never had the courage to actually, you know, talk to someone about it. And what's different about like my show about sex versus other shows about sex, and especially my episodes that are about, you know, with just past partners is that these are just, my guests are regular people. My guests are, I don't, you know, yeah, I have sex experts on now, but not every guest is a sex expert. You know, ha- at least more than half of them are just regular women like you and me. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that's a, an important distinction because they kind of represent the every person. Yeah. And that's what I loved about that episode with Andy, because you said it great. You were like the balls for this girl to actually do it. Like that's kind of hot itself. That yeah. Why crazy the fuck do you care to- what she looks like? She yeah. had the balls to do this. <laughs> crazy and, then, enough to do it. and then I did it a second time, uh, um, last year and we kind of, it was like we did version 2.0 with this different woman and it was, uh, it was really good cause she was, she's just older than me. I think she was close to 40. So mm. I met her, had a, I met her at this body painting event that I did and I got her number, but I never knew what she looked like because she was covered in body paint from head to toe. And the, the artist did the type of job on her face that like, I couldn't exactly tell what she looked like. Like I knew I liked her body because I could see it um, right there in front of me. Right. But I didn't know what her face, like I couldn't even really tell what race she was because like, that's how much she was covered in paint. And so we decided that our first, we wanted to, she you know, gave me her number and we wanted to fuck around. So I pitched her the, basically the same thing. And it was just all an improvement. So, like, this time I added earplugs, which, Jesus, that was awesome. Um, <laughs> just in her in her age and experience, like, Andy at the time, at the time we did it, she was 18. This woman's, like, close to 40. So she just knows things. So when she showed up, you know, um, I didn't even hear her come in. So, wow, yeah. So you have no auditory or visual. Yeah, input. yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I wouldn't say, like, I was deaf, but, you know, things were numbed you, uh, you were, a little bit. You were basically Helen Keller. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I couldn't hear her come in. And so at one point I feel something like touching, I think my arm or my face. Yeah. And I thought maybe the cat got in because yeah. we have a cat in my apartment. So I thought maybe the cat got in my room. Oh, it was a pussy. All right. Well, you know, dude, it was a fucking feather boa. It was oh, a feather. It was oh, a feather. Oh. She had the mindset. She had the mind and thought to go buy a feather to prolong the tea. So it took me actually a while to figure out it was a feather because I genuinely thought it was a cat. And then eventually, like, I felt a finger Ooh. on, like, a cheek. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's here. You know, like, I didn't even – with Andy, I knew she came in the door. I right. heard the door. I didn't even know she was in the fucking wow. room. Wow. Listen, that she – hot as Fuck. Um, oh, my God. And then just slowly progressed from there, and, and we added some other things. Imran, stop touching me. That's li- Where's your other hand? That's life experience, uh, you know, kind of showing you some new tricks right there. Yeah, that was a cool one. Uh, let- <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about um, stand-up comedy. Where, uh, where can people see you in New York? Where do you perform? Uh, you know, wherever people will let me. Uh, <laughs> uh, anybody who wants to see me live in the greater New York area can go to manwhorepod.com slash comedy. 
Um, and you can see me there. Like I've got some, when does this come out? Uh, probably like this week ish sometime. Cool. So, I mean, I've got some shows coming up in, I've got some bar shows in New York city. Uh, I'll be in Hackensack, New Jersey a couple times. Uh, next month I'm going to be in Massapequa, New York and Ithaca, New York, um, for the Finger Lakes Comedy Festival. So yeah, just go to manwhorepod.com. You can find my show dates there. You can find my podcast there. Uh, you can find press clippings. You can find, you know, books, that you can buy for me. Uh, the guy's like written that. articles. Bro, for you websites. get rim jobs. Yeah. I'm still thinking about this. Yeah, that's a, you know, <laughs> you and I'm trying it. They're good. I mean, I don't really give rim jobs. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> yeah. It's a slight double standard I do have. Yeah. But um, they are, they do feel fucking fantastic. Really? But like, is there like, is it just like you, you think personally, or you think any guy would like a rim do job? Do you know how many nerve endings are right there? In your asshole? Really? Yes. At the end. Really? Yes. Oh, is that why people like fucking in the ass then too? Yeah, it's like it's different nerve endings and different sensations, but it's close dude, to it the feels, whole. It's an erogenous zone. Have I mean, you ever touched yourself there, dude? I mean, to like probably get shit out. Yeah. <laughs> no, you next time you're jerking off, doing some solo action, having like a, a one man adventure. You know, just like lay back, and if you're feeling a little squirrely, just give yourself a little tap tap. You don't even, <laughs> you don't even you go. have to go. You even have to go in. Just give it a nice little a, a tap. You're gonna wet your finger use lube or something but like you're gonna be like oh my god that feels good um have you seen uh road trip the movie road trip no i have not ah because there's a part where uh stifler's character he's stifler in american pie but he gets he gets a finger shoved up his ass and he's like whoa this is actually awesome i know the prostate it's not a switch that turns you gay it's just a button that makes sex amazing that's your prostate shit look look listener you get enhanced masturbation techniques and tips only on the jock and nerd podcast nerd uh, will you find <laughs> I'm, I'm just genuinely, I'm like, wow, like, really? Rim jobs. Huh? Anthony, do you have a very hairy asshole? Uh, I, you're I don't ha- know. I probably. He's half maybe, Asian. You know, so half Asian. Asian. you know what it is? Like, maybe give a the next shower you do, give it a little feel. If it's a, if, if you feel so hairy that you're turned off by it, yeah. give it a good shave. And then, you know what? Like on next time you, you play with yourself, give a little tap, tap, maybe go in. It feels quite good. Hmm. Um, for a lot of people that, that prostate is like our G spot. So if you get comfortable going in, don't just jam in there. Um, but you know, treat yourself nicely. Does, like hopefully you would treat a woman. I, you mentioned G spot. Does every girl have a different spot where that is? Uh, the, I forget what it stands for that. The, the doctor's name who yeah. found it, but yeah, I mean there, it's in different spots, Yeah, you know, and then you just have to like kind of read your partner and, mm-hmm. and get a sense of like what's feeling good for them. What's not. You know, I know some girls who really don't like fingering much at all. Um, some love it. Uh, you got to – yeah, some have it really shallow. Some have it deeper. It just got to depend. Uh, when in doubt, just ask. Yeah. You know, just be like, hey, can you direct me a little bit? Uh, and usually they'll want to. It's in their best interest to direct you because if you do what they like, uh, it's going to feel good. <laughs> Fosh. Like, like women want you to succeed in bed. Um, and if they're shy about giving you instruction, then ask for it. Yeah, Definitely there's no stupid questions. Well, listener, I bet you didn't think uh, you were going to get some ass play talk uh, on this episode of the Jock and Nerd podcast. I want I'm to- genuinely intrigued by you, Billy. Right? Uh, not like in a homosexual way. Just, I'm Dude, very- even if you were intrigued in a homosexual way, that's fine, oh, buddy. Nothing wrong no, with I'm, not say- I'm just saying I'm not – that's not me. I'm, lo- I, I'm cool with gay people, whatever. Wow, that was, so, that was such nervous <laughs> <laughs> apology. What, just like uh, that went from like – Making sure everyone knew you smashed puss to like, yeah, I smashed puss, but I also like gay people's fine. Yeah, I just don't want anyone to think I'm gay. I have gay best friends. I'm good. No, I just like how you were so quick to make sure that no one would ever even think that you might be. Like a lot of people think I'm probably gay, and I'm okay with that. Um, So I don't give a shit. Are you gay? No, no. Have you had? Have you ever done uh, like homosexual stuff? No, I've had some. I've had a couple encounter accidental, like surprise encounters with like uh, trans women, but mm-hmm. um, no, like man on man stuff. So it's not for me. I've had yeah. some guys like grab my cock in a group setting, and I just have to like bat their hand away, be like, no, no, <laughs> no. You know, but I've also thought on the one hand, bisexuality. Uh, you're getting the both of both worlds. Like to be more open, those people probably have a lot more fun. Bisexuals? Um, just it's not open that they to inherently everything. have more fun, but they do inherently have more options. Yeah, more, more options, options, right, yes. right, right. Yeah. Definitely more options. I mean, I'll, I'll put that they have more objects of desire, uh, not necessarily more success, 
or more. It's just fun. open mind. Yeah, it's open minded. It's a uh, just a different paradigm. Man, look. Billy, I got to say thanks for coming on and like challenging us. And I want to uh, shout out that service podcast guests that we used to get Billy and Kate and Jeff Hillier. Uh, It's a pretty cool service. If you want to be a guest or if you have a podcast, you need some guests, just visit podcastguest.com. And more people than you think are going to sign up because uh, we had like 20 over 20. How how often have you done this, Billy? Or you've gone on to others? Uh, I've been on like a lot of shows, yeah, yeah. Through that, on. through that app, or through that, what is oh, it? Oh, through, through that app, uh, you might be my first or second. Oh no, kidding! That. I saw. But I'm also doing another one on Tuesday. Um, I'm, I have to like get on a train and go to Westchester. Uh, for what? For the show? You can't do for it their remote? show because they do, do it live. Oh. Well, yeah, they but they they say they do it live and they also they would pay for my Metro well, North. Not, what show is that? The Broken Filter Live Broken podcast. Filter. So I was like. I mean, it's probably like a $20 round trip ticket. So they're like, yeah, we'll pay that if you want to come do it. Because they do it live. And I was like, uh, all right. I saw uh, that you were on uh, Keith and the Girl, which is. Yeah, uh, I've been on Keith and the Girl several times. They're great. Dude, uh, they're, this is a show friends. that's been going on for like over 10 years. Like when I first started listening to podcasts in like 05, they they had a show. And they're, they're like the going. original podcasters. Yes, yeah. They yeah. have a whole network of a bunch of They've shows. They've gotten like, huge. They're really? huge. They have, um, yeah, they have a shit ton of like spinoff shows. Um, they just took a show, my, my friend, Andrea, who's also been on my podcast for, you can guess why, um, she has a show called the hot mess comedy hour and they, uh, actually just enveloped them into their world. Yeah. It's, a. Uh it's good. It's good podcast. They're good people. I'm a fan. They've I mean, been doing it for a long time. There, it's just it's a guy and a girl. They have gay, great chemistry, and they just fucking they talk have gay about chemistry. They have gay they, chemistry. Well, they, they started the show. They were dating when they started. Oh, are they still? Are they together? Still? No, 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 no. They all broke up. But what happened was they wrote a book together about relationships. Oh, nice. Because I guess they were like, oh, you have this successful podcast, and you both date each other doing this da- a daily podcast. So they were like, uh, write a book about relationships. But then while writing the book, or while it was waiting to come out. They broke up, but because of the, they had a, um, in the contract, they had to at least pretend to still be together for like, I think a year, the first year that the book was out, because you can't have a book about relationships if you all just broke broke up. So they pretended to be a couple for like a year. Um, and then no, now, you know, um, they're actually both married, Chemda married. Oh, they got married Um, to other people. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Chemda married this dude, uh, Lauren Hennessy, and then, uh, who has a spinoff show on the podcast called Bottoms Up. On the network called Bombs Up, and then Keith married a listener. Oh <laughs> shit! No I mean, shit. they have thousands. I mean, they of shows. listen. I mean, that's yeah. not a big. Yeah. Deal. And marrying Keith, a listener, you, he's been up around forever. Been on, yeah. Keith has been on my podcast. He was on it last year. Yeah, that's a that's a, one of the uh, one of the old school original podcasts. Uh, real quick before we wrap up, I just want to uh, shout out some of the people that support us on the Patreon because it's nice to hear your name. And there aren't many. We want them to be more. Uh, first of all, thanks to Zika's Viral Comics, Jimmy McPike, Jesse Looney, A Place to Hang Your Cape, and Philip Milian. Milan. Milan, I spelled it wrong. Yeah. For supporting us on Patreon, which you can also do, listenerjockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And it's kind of, we, uh, Billy helped me figure out a new way to uh, uh, position this because it's true. It's kind of like a fan club membership site. You pledge monthly as low as a dollar a month and you have access to bonus shows outtakes which i'm sure there's going to be a lot of audio from this show that's going to end up on the patreon and uh a private feed so it's like we can do extra shows we throw it up in this membership site and uh, you support us uh and you're going to get it it's a lot of fun uh billy also has a patreon how has your success been with the patreon for your show bill uh i'm a fan i i really like it uh it's you know, it's been a huge deal. It's a great way to interact with, with listeners. I like, um, you know, every month for people who give me like $4 or more a month, I send them like a dirty haiku in the mail. Uh, <laughs> That's fun. I also have like man or podcast condoms. They're like customized condoms. There you go. Yo, can you and send I, some of those? I'll, I'll mail, I mail those to people of a certain level. Um, I like to just thank every episode. I thank all of them like individually. Um some people get annoyed by it because as the amount of people grows, you know, it takes some more time of the show. But I like it. It's, I think it's really fun. Um, I, I do bonus episodes like you guys do, and I give that you know specifically to certain levels. Yeah, it's a, it's. I love Patreon. It's done. It's been a game changer for me uh, as a podcaster. I think it's so important to support independent content creators 
um, you know, I know a lot of people don't want to pay movie ticket prices yep. for like um, rising rising ticket prices for like shitty things or like you know they don't want to pay for their music anymore because they got used to Napster. But like it really is important to pay and support with dollar because support means dollars. Like when we say support us, we do mean money. That's right. it. <laughs> like hugs don't help me pay the rent. It's I, I love hugs, but like I need to keep a roof over my head. I'm more of a so, rub and tug kind of person myself. Right. Support the but rub and I, tug. Well, sometimes I'm trying to do an episode that's going to be Patreon funded, which is I'm going to talk to a happy ending massage girl while nice. she gives me the massage. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, I but want I gotta, to hear that. I gotta pay. I gotta pay for the girl. So you I gotta, gotta pay for the massage, <laughs> and you gotta so make the Patreon dollars. And then you gotta make sure they fly out cool. to Vegas you'll, or uh, Nevada. You'll find that real easily. Oh no, it's not that it's, I can find it easily. I just have to. I need to afford it. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 no. That that's is that pretty expensive. Uh, you know, it depends on who I get, what kind of deal I get, but you know, probably a couple hundred dollars, anywhere, be, from, anywhere from like a hundred and eighty to three hundred dollars. It would be fascinating. That's not so bad. You got to find someone who's willing to let you record them too, and yeah. kind of. I have to find that, and I have to also find someone who's like good, like who like can talk. Yeah, so, yeah. Cause some of the girls I've gotten massages from, um, you know, are a little awkward. So yeah, you know, I gotta go through a vetting process. Uh that sounds fascinating. I can't Stop wait. Stop touching me. But I'm not. That's not my hand. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, Billy. Before we wrap up, where can the listener? find you online and say hi um you can find me on facebook and twitter at the billy Presida. uh i you can find the man or podcast you know on itunes stitcher spotify google play anywhere you like to listen to podcasts just search man and that's me uh and then my website where you can find all of it is man so i'm very i'm very active on the twitter and that's Presida p-r-o-c-i-d-a Right on. Well, look, we have uh, some merch. Uh, listener, if you want to pick up a T-shirt or a mug or something, visit jockandnerd.com slash shop. It's lots of fun. You can pick your color, pick your logo, uh, pick your nose, and pick your friends. Pick your asshole. Make sure it's clean <laughs> for uh, the next time. And uh, if you want to say hi to us, just go to jockandnerd.com slash contact. There's tons of ways to get in touch with the show. Uh, let us know your uh, sex party experience if you have any. And if you want to <laughs> write about it on our uh iTunes, go to jockandnerd.com slash review. Give us that awesome rating and review because it fucking helps the show, man. Do it. That's right. And finally, before we peace out, man, just tell a friend. If you have, if you know a nerd who needs uh, some tips on uh, how women work, uh, share this show with them. Go up to them. Give them one of these. Jock and Nerd. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. Hey, we'll hear you next time. (laughs) 